Hi, I'm Walter Swain, and you're with me here at Truth Unbound. This is the podcast where we take the latest happenings in society, or the latest questions about God and Christianity, and we let God answer those questions directly from His Word, and respond as He wants us to respond as His followers. Now, last time we looked at the immorality of polyamory, and especially its newest form, Christian polyamory. And I thought, okay, finally, we're, we're kind of done with those. But then something else popped up on the scene just this week. And it came to my attention. I thought, no, I, we need to get this one settled. So it's not brand new, but it is still recent in just these last two, three years. And it's getting more popular now. And we'll tell you why that is. And then look at God's answer to it in just a moment. But CNN just published this. And the subject is at the forefront again, as I said before. And, well, let's just take a look and listen to this. Here's the article that popped up just today, Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. It says, these women wanted a symbolic expression of self-love, so they married themselves. It says, Brittany Wrist walked down the aisle in a dress and a white veil to the song Girl. Uh, let me jump down. It was wrist re wrist's wedding, but there was no beaming partner waiting at the altar. Wearing a rose-colored dress, the 34-year-old read her vows alone in front of a mirror in her backyard. She'd accepted her own proposal and given herself a ring. Instead of a spouse, a red velvet cake awaited her next to a bottle of champagne. Wrist said, I do to herself and committed to loving herself for better or worse. Um, let me add here, note how many times the word self is said. I vow to never settle, and we'll come back to that later. She says, I vow to set her, never settle or abandon myself in a romantic partnership ever again, she told her reflection in the mirror. I vow to honor my calling and live, live life as a work of art. Wrist did not have an officiant or guest at her self-wedding and toasted herself at a solo reception. Months before the event, which she calls a, a soul commitment ceremony, she had separated from her son's father after nine years together. She'd started working on healing her inner self, taken a vow of celibacy, and signed up for therapy. And that afternoon in November 2021 at her home in Ozark, Missouri, she punctuated her self-love journey with a statement of self-appreciation. Self, 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 self. Anyway, I realized that in love and in relationships with other people, I wasn't fully showing up and loving myself through that process, which made it really difficult to receive love from others, she says. We pour all of this time and money and energy into marrying other people, and we don't ever pour that back into ourselves. And there's a picture of her. Now, again, it says that this practice is called sologamy. We'll come back to that. Um, it says no data exists on how many people celebrate sologamy with ceremonies, but the practice has been explored in a handful of recent news articles. CNN talked to four women who've married themselves. They described the act as a symbolic expression of self-love and an affirmation of a deep, meaningful relationship with oneself. They also say it has nothing to do with swearing off future partnerships with a spouse, which they say is a popular misconception. It says after, about a year after Rist's solo ceremony, she tied the knot with her now husband. She wears her self-marriage ring on her right hand as a reminder of the commitment she made to herself. So... Yeah, a lot of contradictions there. But again, this one, uh, she wrote, uh, her middle name is Shalaka, so you'll hear herself addressed her, address herself that way at the beginning. But let's take a look at these vows that she wrote for herself. Um, you can see where she crossed out the word you and put me or my. So she says, Shalaka, let me start by saying that I love you so much. I thank you for everything you've done to get me this far, I vow to make laughter enjoy the center of my existence. I vow to never settle or abandon myself in romantic partnership ever again. 
She just, she did. But anyway, I vow to honor my calling and live my life as a work of art. I vow to live in the faith that my life unfolds in mysterious divine perfection. I vow to mother shame the way in which I wish I had been mothered myself and when I fall short to give myself grace. I vow to be more intentional with my word. I vow to create a life of integrity and grace with a few dirty jo jokes and wild times to spice things up, of course. I vow to remind myself daily that I am worthy and enough just as I am. And when it feels difficult, I, I vow to be more tender with myself. I vow to honor my body and treat it as sacred, not letting another enter it without loving intention and deep reverence. I vow to keep growing, keep opening to receive and to find the abundance and beauty that is present in all moments. I vow to seek the sacred in even the most mundane. I vow to be my beloved always and in all ways. I love you, all of you. Love, Shalaka. Now, body image coach Danny Adams, there she is, uh, had planned to marry herself several years ago. She wanted a big party filled with people she loved, but then the pandemic hit and she postponed her plans. Instead of a wedding, she turned to a therapist, uh, yada, yada. She says, I took a couple of years to really invest in myself, going to therapy, really digging deep into what it means to break generational curses, process, process trauma, says Adams, now 30. Then when I really felt good about myself, I told my therapist, I think I want to get married to myself now. And so she did. Before about 40 guests in December at an outdoor venue in Sanford, Florida, Adams walked down the aisle to the song Self Love by Jason Lyric, which contains the lines I've been working on me, been loving on me, had to learn to love myself. The wedding cost about $4,000 and included nine bridesmaids, bridesmaids, Adams says. A friend officiated, like wrist, she read her vows in front of a full-length mirror. Okay, that, that's enough. I'm, I've got to stop. Okay, so again, it's called sologamy, or love and or marital commitment to oneself. I know, it sounds weird. It is weird, but that's what it's called. Anyway, it must be cool though, right? And the right thing to do. This is worldwide now. Because, for instance, Indian social media influencer and blogger Kashama Bindu in India did it. And then Brazilian model and social media influencer Chris Galeda also did it and then well-known Argentine social media influencer and model as well Sophie Maudi also did it hmm must be right but unfortunately even marrying yourself doesn't avoid divorce here's a couple of examples remember the the model there the 31 year old model it says here a 31-year-old model from Brazil who married herself is divorcing herself after three months as she has met someone else. She said that she was happy while her marriage to herself lasted, end quote. Hmm. Anyway, um, now the Argentine, quote, after only 24 hours in her own company, a woman who claimed to have married herself has said that she is considering getting a divorce. 25-year-old Sophie Maudi took to social media in February to inform her fans and followers that she had married herself. She also posted pictures donning a white bridal gown and a gold tiara. But, quote, Today, in the most spurious moments of my life, I bought a wedding dress and cooked a wedding cake to marry myself, she tweeted on February 20th. But then, cue suspenseful music, she says just after 24 hours, 
24 hours of wedded bliss with herself, okay, this is what she said, quote, however, on February 21st, Miss Maudie tweeted that she is considering getting a divorce. Update, one day I'm married to myself and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> anyway, I'm seeing how the divorce issue is just in case. So in the case of the Brazilian though, did she cheat on herself? Is that self-adultery? I'm so confused now. Now, we all know a lot of this is for attention on social media, get more likes, more followers, and that in turn brings in more money for them. In fact, all of this obsession with self and loving oneself is oneself is big business. Literally, it's big business worldwide. According to the Robin Report, they say, quote, businesses in the digital behavioral health space raised $1.8 billion in funding last year compared to $609 million in 2019, end quote. Wow. Now, to be honest, a good portion of this includes the items everyone uses for normal body care, and these are the providers. But the amount and the astronomical and unending grow or growing increase involves way more than that. It's also worldwide, of course, with the Body Shop International reporting from a survey they made of 22,000 people around the world saying South Korea, Saudi Arabia, and France ranked lowest for self-love, whereas Denmark, Australia, and the United States ranked the highest. People in the U.S. have a self-love index score of 61, eight points above the global average of 50, score of 53, with only Denmark and Australia scoring higher. Now, the need for proper love of oneself is a part of the fall of mankind by human beings themselves. It, it's a consequence of sin. But ironically, it was an improper love of self, excessive love of self, which, called this, which is called vanity or pridefulness or conceit that caused Adam and Eve and thus every human being since to sin and bring God's curse of death on each one of us. It was that same pride that the once high-ranking high angel Lucifer, or the morning star, long before mankind was created by God, brought a curse upon himself, brought his downfall. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 15, it describes it like this. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will be, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the far si farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. Now today, this sinful problem is complicated and deepened even further by social media. Interestingly enough, the Body Shop International further reports from their findings of that survey that even uh, for all our instant and perpetual interconnectedness on social media, to help us love ourselves any better, it still creates another problem. Quote, frequent users of social media are twice as likely to say they get the emotional support they need compared to non-users, indicating social media networks may play a valuable role in providing support networks for women. However, 
The research also also shows that heavy social media users have lower levels of self-love, are more likely to compare themselves to others, and are often more unhappy with their body. They continue, in the U.S., those using social media more than two hours a day are more likely to think beauty is linked to size and shape, and 72% agree that they often wish their body was different. And further, 63% of these people say they often compare themselves to others. So let's get back to the issue and the cause, really, of sologamy itself. Um, in fact, by the way, let me mention this first before I do that. If you'll notice, in most, if not all of the reports that you find, in my research, it was all of them that I could find, it's only women marrying themselves, not men. Not to say that they're not some doing that, doing that out there, but I couldn't find it. Maybe you can, and maybe you can, in the comments section, uh, or email me at info at truthunbound.org, and maybe you can tell me why you think. It is just women doing this. Hmm. Now, we know that good and normal self-esteem is it's healthy and it's necessary to live daily life well and to keep a balance. But that's not what this problem is. The problem is this excessive human sin or disorder, however you want to put it, is actually called pridefulness and self-centeredness, conceit. Some say it's a mental disorder. And yeah, it's not too common yet, but it is getting more popular, and it's still a form of extreme self-centeredness and pride. With a wave of the magic wand, though, they create a make-believe world that everyone around them should accept and enable. Now, it doesn't take a person marrying themselves to manifest this conceit or self-deceit. The root of all sin is pride, and it can show itself in countless ways. It's an offense to the holiness of God, and it's an offense to the fact that he created us in his image. You see, this was predicted by Paul as he wrote Timothy about this self-centered love in the last days. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 2, it says this, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, but no matter if it is sologamy or any other form of pridefulness and of conceit, Jesus gives the simple and direct solution to the problem. And we read of it in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And lastly, in John chapter 12, verses 24 through 26, Jesus says, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And then also when asked, which is the greatest commandment of God? Jesus replied with what he told Israel in Deuteronomy. And we find it in Mark chapter 12, verses 30 through 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. 
You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The answer from God is simple. It's when you stop loving yourself more than God, surrendering yourself completely to him, and putting him as your first love above yourself, that is when you will be truly fulfilled and complete and loved. Turning from sin and putting your trust in Jesus and what he did in dying and rising from the dead, that's where you find the true happiness, the joy and security. It all lies in loving Jesus first and always and not yourself above him. He then says you will then love others even before yourself. The byproduct of loving and following Jesus is that you will properly see yourself as he sees you and know you are made in his image and loved by your creator and you're complete in him alone. It even says this directly in Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, and you are complete in him. So my friend, don't get trapped in the world's cult of self-love and self-worship. Surrender yourself to him, all of you, and worship the one who created you and died on the cross and rose again from the dead for you. And you will find true and abundant life now and forever. Hey, thanks so much again for continuing to grow in your knowledge of Christ and his word with me here at Truth Unbound. If I could just say the word, right? Truth Unbound. And hey, don't forget to share this podcast with others today and to like and follow the podcast for the latest. And remember to follow Jesus because when you do, you'll always follow the truth. Thank you.